0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a, well, a special episode of the comics deserve better podcast, uh, as you probably heard last week, we are taking our regular three week uh, time off between episodes um, after our 10th episode. And uh, this time around, though, we decided we we're going to start doing uh, bonus episodes to fill in the uh, the three weeks, so that there's still uh, shows to listen to. You know, I'll be a little bit different and a little shorter than usual, but uh, still a lot of fun. Hopefully, um, so with me uh, is Richard. How are you How are doing?
1: You? Doing well. How are you?
0: Excellent. So when this episode comes out, this you'll ha- you'll have been on two episodes uh, of the uh, the podcast it'll be the 50th episode extravaganza that we haven't recorded yet <laughs> <laughs> so so if you want a, a timestamp, uh this is uh, a uh,
1: a time capsule from the past
0: exactly <laughs> so once again if anything crazy has happened in the last two weeks we don't know about it <laughs> so so bear, bear with us uh, so we're actually so surprisingly there's a lot of movies about or TV shows about independent comics. You wouldn't think that. I mean, but it, it's, it's been going on since like the, the 80s and 90s. There, I mean, Tank Girl, Barbed Wire is one of them. You know, two, two Judge Dredd movies, Crow. Yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of, of things to, to talk about. And so, you know, I, I figured it would be kind of fun to, to just kind of do like a quick uh, short episode where we just talk about a show or a movie that's been adapted uh, from an independent comic and we have decided to start this whole thing off with the 2004 Guillermo del Toro classic Hellboy which I'm sure you all know and heard of at least um, so I
1: mean, Hellboy is definitely a classic of independent books like it's almost a proof of concept you know an early dark horse
0: absolutely so it's definitely
1: a great place for us to start
0: yeah absolutely yeah this is this is kind of it this is Dark Horse Comics in, in a nutshell essentially so um, now the, the comic is obviously written mostly by Mike Mignola and also drawn by Mike Mignola the main series there's other other artists and writers that take over later down the road but um, since we're talking about the original movie we're going to be talk about Mignola as well as the first I know that the, uh, the first book was actually or first story arc, uh, he was not confident about his writing, so he actually got John Byrne, to uh, to write the first story arc, which uh, this movie actually has is part of, which is kind of surprising, you know. I mean, John Byrne is is, is an interesting person themselves, and and I've I've always you know their arts good but i never really liked the writing but yet i
1: was gonna say you would think that you would go to someone who was a writer first and
0: foremost <laughs> exactly it's, yeah but maybe there was proof of concept for him maybe it was that oh well this great artist drew wrote for me so I, maybe i can write for myself so um well uh so the hellboy movie actually let me do the uh description real quick from letterbox real quick so uh From the dark side to our side, in the final days of World War II, the Nazis attempt to use black magic to aid their dying cause. The Allies raid the camp where the ceremony is taking place, but not before a demon, Hellboy, has already been conjured. Joining the Allied forces, Hellboy eventually grows to adulthood, serving the cause of good rather than evil. And the movie stars none other than Ron Perlman as well as my list is not reloading for some reason because it's computers love me. So maybe we'll do this off the <laughs> top of my head here. Um, I know John, There we go. Uh, Ron, Ron Perlman, Doug Jones, Selma Blair, John Hurt, Rupert Evans, and uh, Jeffrey Tambor, and Carl, Carl Roden. I think those yeah. are kind of your, your main, main uh, actors, characters in this movie. I wasn't um, quick
1: enough. I was going to try to get a hay now
0: in there. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I guess I guess technically David Hyde Pierce as well um, yeah. in, in a vocal only role. We'll, we'll kind of get into that in a second here. And the the movie itself is based on a few different stories from Hellboy. Um, I would have to say mainly, obviously, Seed of Destruction, the first volume of, uh, of Hellboy the uh, volume two wake the devil a little bit but no vampires um and uh then volume four the right hand of doom i would say are the the big ones that this movie derives itself from and mignola himself was a producer slash one of the co-writers of this movie with guillermo del toro so there's definitely you know he's obviously helping make this the story there's also a kind of a of a easter egg character or a part in the, from a short story called the corpse which we'll, we'll also get into here so i have been talking a lot i want richard well um this was one of your first well t- basically your first time watching this movie so so what did you think about it
1: um not only my first time really watching this movie i think really my first journey with hellboy like i haven't really been, read most of the hellboy books but i'm not you know what it's it's good (laughs) it's just a good movie like i don't mean to sound shocked or anything but like something from 04 you know there's some cg in there that it relies on but no like there's great practical effects it hits you know all the beats like the pacing is nice i mean i think you could probably trim the fat about 20 minutes like it goes a little bit just above two hours yes Just generally it's just a really well-made confidently made film you know Del Toro has a good vision, so it looks really pretty and, you know, has very great looks. But no, I really enjoyed it, actually.
0: That's, that's awesome. Yeah, this was um, a movie. I think it's the first time I've ever saw a movie and then the next day went into a bookstore and got the source material. Um, oh, wow. I, I had never read Hellboy before and I saw this movie in the theaters and I was just like, oh, Hellboy is my thing now. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> de- 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 <laughs> this, yeah. Do
1: you have a giant... Uh hellboy back tat from 04 from a poor 2004 decision
0: i got i got the uh bprd uh logo branded on my <laughs> on my right butt cheek oh, there <laughs> no. you go no. No. uh but uh but yeah um so so yeah that it's it's definitely i i agree i, I the movie it, itself is good and 100 percent agree about little bit of uh fat trimming that could happen in the movie um the um i think the the big part that and it was also added into the movie now don't get me wrong okay before i i get uh get really into this i am not a purist i am i'm not a person who's like yo you changed the color of batman's eyes and now i hate this movie you know like like batman's always been right-handed not left-handed like whatever
1: right, right. Bruce Wayne can't be six four he's six two
0: yeah obviously come on just you, you took me out of the movie with that and right. so to, um I don't mind changes especially when it's a movie or a TV show that the creators of the the, the source material are involved in right, right. and so and so so I almost take it because one of the things we're gonna do later um an episode ghost world is a good example of this where yeah it goes into a different direction but it's a direction that the actual writer had intended at one time you know like this is this was a different vision of of something by them it's not weird so getting with that the love story Element of this with Myers and um and Liz Corrigan's character or Selma Blair's character, Liz Corrigan, mm. that that you know that did have a few kind of fun jokes with like the rock throwing and everything, but that right. was a little a little too. Too lengthy for, for me. Right. So
1: I had no issue with there being a love story. When they tried the, the 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 love triangle part of the love story felt shoehorned in. Like we were good with him loving her and her not wanting to come back and her not worrying about her place in the world. When they tried to make it like he like Hellboy super jealous, I'm like, yeah, you got some good gags out of it, but like the, the story didn't need that. Like you can you can cut all those scenes and all that dialogue out it just had the same exact movie with the same ending and everything
0: so um quick spoiler alert uh um, the in the second movie they unceremoniously get rid of the myers character um for basically <laughs> on on an offhanded sentence they're basically like oh he got transferred to antarctica got poochied? <laughs> yeah he basically got poochied. essentially <laughs> his planet he, needed him his planet needed him so he, yeah so uh, but yeah that's
1: one of my uh, i forgot what book i was reading where someone just got killed off panel and it's like like my favorite form of disrespect
0: which is like <laughs> absolutely it's, it's so rude <laughs> yeah yeah or like when the um when, when a new writer comes in on a comic and there might be a character or there might be a status quo that they don't like and they just like do something absolutely crazy in the first like right. two two panels essentially to be like okay we're done like this is stupid yeah. we're, we're going forward but unfortunately it usually happens to the good stories this and is not also the, <laughs> yeah so but uh so yeah, uh, Myers was a was a character that was kind of created for the the movie itself, and and also in the comic, there is no love between like there's a there's more of a brotherly sisterly love between Hellboy and Corrigan. Um, See, so, yeah, but I I honestly you know what Selma Blair is a great actress and yeah and she plays it off perfectly. I'm totally fine. Like Being you know, that I that,
1: hadn't really seen this movie and I just you know I just. I forgot Selma Blair was in it and I used to love Selma Blair. I would see like she was like one of those mark of quality people for me yes. like in that era like you know like around 01 to like 06 or whatever that's like oh Selma Blair it. it's probably going to be good.
0: <laughs> I absolutely agree. Definitely. Even Legally Blunt is a great movie like mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> and that's not a movie I would have normally seen if it wasn't for someone like Selma Blair being in that movie being like oh yeah you know what if, if they're doing it then that I'm, I'm gonna definitely have to check this out. So, um,
1: and, um, I just find it, and this has less to do with the Hellboy movie, but I always find that like a weird trope in fiction. The whole thing is like, we grew up together as brother and sister, and now I have the hots for her. It's always so like, you see that come up kind of often, and it's I always find it strange.
0: It is strange. It definitely is, even like, like Royal Tenenbaum's as well. Like, it's one of those movies that's like that. Um, even like Dr. Zhivago which was, you know, like, I don't know when that book was written, but that, I mean, I think it was written, like, in the early 20th century, and mm-hmm. that even has the, the the main character, Dr. Zhivago, <laughs> uh, falls in love with his adopted sister. And, right. Yeah, and
1: the, it, it just, it comes yeah. up a lot in fiction, and, I mean, I'm sure there's more, like, a psychological basis, but I just, I'm like, I, I don't get it. <laughs>
0: It's it's almost like wish fulfillment, maybe for some people. Like maybe they were really in love with their sibling, and they they're like, "Okay, i to write the story where it's where it's okay." <laughs> so, um, well, uh, as as for the the, the movie itself, um, the way it looks, definitely uh, you can tell you tell this is a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. Uh, the puppetry, um, Doug Jones as Abe Sapien is absolutely so good perfect and i don't know why they dubbed him with david hyde pierce who i just learned is american i never knew that i thought he was british all
1: right i always assume the same thing
0: yeah (laughs) yeah and and so um and doug jones you know it's it's nice in the second movie he actually gets to say his own words and uh but um but yeah that's kind of a weird weird decision it sounds like it was like kind of a uh an upper Echelon decision, you know, like a, a upstairs decision, decision not, not right, right, a
1: studio decision. someone Someone's friends with David Hyde Pierce and, like, look, I think yeah. this would be good and I can pay you.
0: Frazier's not cool. much work, yeah. <laughs> Everyone likes Frazier, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get David Hyde Pierce's name on this so that people will go Absolutely. see this movie, yeah. So, um, one of the kind of cool things about, about this movie, uh, so the last uh act of this movie is filmed, even though it's supposed to be Russia, it's filmed in Prague, um. Uh, in Czech Republic which actually is the most haunted city in the entire world which I think is kind of a cool <laughs> thing to, especially for a movie like Hellboy to take place that, you know
1: that is awesome but also I feel like all of Eastern Europe like just like the vibe is haunted
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely but I guess they have like the most cemeteries per capita as well like it's it's yeah it's it's definitely a city that revolves around death and um and so that's a perfect place for, for Hellboy, especially at the last the last part of the movie where it takes place in a cemetery and a catacombs. You know, it's, it's a perfect place to have it. And I guess Mike Mignola had never been there before. He fell in love with the city. And so there's actually later Hellboy stories that take place in Prague because of his experience in working with the movie, which I think is pretty cool. And he's an excellent artist to draw a place that's as creepy as Prague can be. Uh, definitely, it.
1: yes. Definitely goes with his aesthetic.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, um even even when it does something like mainstream, like Batman, like Gotham by Gaslight, that's just so so mignola. <laughs> it's yeah, but,
1: it, but it's... it feels just that very gothic. You know, was it a Eastern Orthodox church? Like you know the, the way that their steeples and everything are formed. Like it just has that very that that feel to it.
0: Definitely. Do you know if he ever wrote? daredevil or drew Darede- daredevil because i could totally see that being pretty I mean, awesome i i wouldn't be surprised we were you going did.
1: through the daredevil arcs recently you and i and so i'm yeah. gonna say no yeah and, but like yeah just aesthetically it would like peanut butter jelly seems like they would just go together right
0: yeah, uh, absolutely yes you know like with the the heavy religious iconography that's used a lot in the uh, daredevil nowadays and stuff that that would definitely look pretty good um, so now, as for the universe, you know that he created in the comic, you don't. You kind of get it in the movie as well, but it's definitely more prevalent in the, in the comics. Um, I had always kind of like wrestled with myself exactly how to describe it, and I kind of finally came up with this this description that I feel like is the best I could I me can do <laughs> that I can do. Okay, you know, which is basically, it's a world where steampunk. And, and like, um kind of gothic horror existed in reality. And now it's modern times. And this is the way the world was shaped after the steampunk era, essentially, and like gothic horror era of the world.
1: It's- no, definitely. I, I, I can see that.
0: Yeah, because like, because you later you'll get like a homunculus who's part of like the BPRD team. You you know you you get you get you get things that are very prevalent in like in like old gothic horror stories, or, and you also get um, like very steampunky kind of contraptions, like very much like mechanical with gears and all that stuff. And these are like the right. ancient contraptions that they're dealing with. So it's basically yeah, this is a world that's grown up from the steampunk era, which. It's great. I feel it's, it's a it's a fun a fun uh, area to to deal to uh, play in essentially. Um, so and now in the movie itself, you kind of get that like with um uh, what's his name Kronig the the clockwork uh, Nazi. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> you, you get that kind of with him, uh, and that's Ray Park, isn't it? I think that's Ray Park. I could be, I could be wrong. I think I am wrong actually. That isn't Ray Park, but um, but yeah, um uh, so that is definitely a little bit different in the comics. Chronic talks as well. I thought that was kind of interesting. I guess it, it leads to him being more of a creepy character if he doesn't talk, and um also um in the original version. Uh, uh, the origin so mm-hmm. this is i the i think that's probably one of the best like 10 minutes of like movies <laughs> is the origin in in this movie like oh, with, the, the,
1: the, the, yeah the opening
0: absolutely that is it's filmed the mood's perfect or like that so in in the comic um it takes place between two different places the alley soldiers are in one place. The, the the Nazis and Rasputin are in a different place, and there's no fight between them. Rasputin conjures um the demon Hellboy. He gets conjured for some reason in this other place where the allies are, and then they and then that's when when Broom takes him in as as his kid, and and so and also in the comics um there's a superhero, random superhero like just hanging out there too, kind of establishing that this is a universe like a connected universe. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is a universe that's gonna have superheroes in it in the future. Like this is this is a, a cartoony comic y universe. And but and so you and you don't get that in the movie either. But I think actually honestly I prefer the movie intro more than the comic intro.
1: Well let me go ahead. I'm gonna put my name on it. My I, Richard duponton would like to go on record <laughs> that if you alter your story where that it has an, an opening scene, where there's wholesale killing of Nazis, where there wasn't wholesale killing of Nazis before, <laughs> I support it. I just yeah. want that on record.
0: <laughs> I, I, that is not a, a hard take. That is... I'm gonna go ahead and um, I, I'll, say I'll,
1: slavers have... and slave masters, same deal. If you just want yeah. an opening scene, it can have nothing to do with your narrative. Just <laughs> wholesale slaughter. I support
0: it. Absolutely. You know, I think I I we were talking right before the uh the podcast, uh, like before we recorded, I was saying that Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies, and something that's very prevalent in that movie is a lot of Nazi <laughs> Nazi pushing, Nazi killing, you know, there you like go. and you get totally different types of uh different flavors of Nazi killing. You get then run over by cars, um heads chopped off by uh by plane propellers melted by his spirits you know like you, you get a good flavor of uh of nazi killing in that movie so I definitely have to agree it definitely made it better um <laughs> so the i'm i didn't write down the names of the of the the monsters used in this but um once again like great practical effects um the 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 monsters that when you kill them they they turn into the eggs and they And they become they multiply they multiply, which is a perfect foil to to Hellboy. You know this side this the style of Hellboy that's in this movie where he's kind of like the brute puncher kind of person. In the comics, he's more of a detective but you know just like batman like the detective stuff is kind of ignored in the movies and he's he's just the guy he likes to punch things
1: he has to go beat up samuel the desolate one
0: samuel thank you that's that's yeah that's exactly who i'm talking about and so um and yeah fantastic just wonderful practical effects wonderful cgi for 2004
1: that's That's what i was gonna say that was the thing like i was going i was like okay this is all for this cgi is gonna be rough and there are scenes where it's not the best like i watched the uh the 4K copy on uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. So there's scenes where it's not the best, but the practical effects, like the fact that, like when there is bad CGI, the fact that um Hellboy's real and ape sapien is real, it just kind of yeah. it, it doesn't take you out of it as much as I feel that it would have. But like, and just generally, like it, the CGI for what it was, like I'm sure they broke the bank on it.
0: It looks good. It, it absolutely does, and it's actually kind of funny that you said that too. That when it comes to the main. Characters like the main crew of the of the movie, um, Liz, Abe, Sapien, and um and Hellboy. Um, you would think it would be either Abe or Hellboy would be the one that looks the worst when it comes to their effector mm-hmm. power. But Liz's fire is absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Besides being blue it's so weird
1: when they contrast it, like um, she's doing the blue fire thing, but like like when she's in the ward and the ward turns on fire, because it's like you have the weird CG blue fire, but you have like a more practical fire yeah right next to it and it looks super bizarre
0: it's yeah it, it, it's like that saying like you don't you know well, why would you put something exactly the same or you know the, the you know what you're trying to emulate next something right. that you're not you know, not executing well <laughs> like why would you do that like yeah like, it's it, like, it, 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 Look how bad this is, and the, in, the, in, the <laughs> the, in the comics, you know, then once again, and this is not a huge change, and I really don't care. But in the comics, she's it's always been re- like a regular fire that she has. I blue must just they figured it might have just popped better for the movie or something. But you know, I mean, that's just
1: or maybe I'm sure it's probably like some. It was probably a note from a studio like, hey parents groups are going to be like you you set this woman on fire so make the fire a different color so it doesn't become an imitatable act or whatever
0: the the human torch uh (laughs) that's yeah yeah oh yeah definitely yeah we don't know what we're gonna do but of course all blue fire is 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 hotter fire so it's just (laughs) telling the kids to, to to make sure that fire you're
1: gonna light your friend on fire (laughs) you gotta crank it
0: up yeah at least two gallons of propane (laughs) and gasoline (laughs) come on uh yeah Um, a a
1: little kid is listening to this right now jotting down
0: instructions (laughs) uh uh, parental guidance uh explicit definitely (laughs) so um all right well i i think that's basically uh everything on my list oh i had um so something that Mignola likes to use a lot in the comics that's not in this movie Samael is very similar to this but it's not the same Mignola likes frogs and frogs are, okay. like, used as harbingers of everything in, in, like, in BPRD and in Hellboy. And so um, I was kind of surprised. Um, I'm not surprised, obviously, the first time I watched it because I didn't know. But, like, watching it again, it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird that, like, it all of a sudden doesn't just start raining frogs. <laughs> you know, like, that's uh, a total... When Sam they
1: they kind of look like frog
0: eggs. Yeah, they do. And absolutely. And, they, and so I think that, that's that, like the little nod the aesthetic is definitely there but yeah they don't go full frog (laughs) i
1: guess and also it sounds like i'm gonna have to tweet that uh mike mignola let him know about a little show called naruto oh yeah (laughs) he might enjoy that
0: (laughs) probably ripped it off i was
1: like yeah no this guy made character all about frogs you're gonna love it buddy
0: (laughs) yeah no absolutely um also um and i think this is uh this is just for simplicity's sake um Professor Broom's name in is spelled B R O O M, like he was spelled Broom in the movie, for some reason. In the comic, is spelled like B R U T T E H O L M, and then they're like pronounced Broom, like in parentheses. So it's like, um, that's another that's another change. I'm kind of glad that they 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 made because there's no reason why, you know, you're reading. I'm
1: very uh, open-minded to uh, all the people in the world. But when your names have a uh, two to three consonants all strung together, mm-hmm. I'm not with it. <laughs> I don't care for it at all.
0: So, so uh, one of my earliest retail jobs, um, I, it, I was definitely in my punk rock phase at this time, and uh, just out of high school, college, and uh, they, and I didn't want to put my name on my uh, on my name tag, and so I kept on using other names, and so they were like, "You have to have your name on your name tag." So. I'm like okay that's fine so I made a name a name tag that said B R Y G H Y N N E <laughs> which is pronounced Brian in a, in some weird Welsh corner of the world it is pronounced Brian so they're, they're like we told you to put your name on there I'm like it says Brian <laughs> like you didn't tell me like, I spelled I spell it right you know? go on the
1: early internet and check, fact check me
0: <laughs> I also once did B R 3 B-R-I-3-A-N and just said the three was silent <laughs> so yeah just uh, I don't know why it was like that I, <laughs> I probably would have hated we were experience. young
1: and yeah. young people do ridiculous things exactly. that's it just chop it up to that
0: if I did that now
1: to find out Brian's going to be like that was when I was 33 years old yeah uh, <laughs> that was yesterday <laughs>
0: I have to find a new job now so, I know, right? the, something about a 40-year-old doing something like that. They, they just didn't really like. So all right. Well, uh, Richard, do you have anything else you want to add about the movie? No, I mean
1: it's just a, it's just a fun movie. Also, um, yeah. I'll say one of the things I really it, I, I think I just enjoyed it because we don't get that as much anymore. Just because the way movies, comics, so much of media have gone, I love when you just have irredeemable but bad guys now. Like, yes. I don't need my bad guy to have, like, a tragic backstory 100% of the time. I love it with Magneto, but I don't need it with all my characters in the world. Exactly. No, nope, these are just irredeemable, like, I don't know, I guess they don't really call them Satanists or demonists or they they can't really say Cthul- Cthulhu, but they're praying to some sort of elder god yeah. full of tentacles and, like, they just want to destroy the world. It, That's it-, it. There's no extra nuance.
0: In the comics, they they refer actually uh, to the god that um, that Rasputin is trying to resurrect uh, is as Nurgle, which is is okay. like kind of a old elder god the type character. So right. so yeah, um, but but yeah I, yeah, I feel like you know so much of how the world like we just
1: got off of gushing off Loki a few months ago, exactly. which was great. But like I do yeah. appreciate when it's just like no. They're just bad guys. They're irredeemable. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not.
0: They're, there's nothing good about them. You know, there's no, there's no purpose. Like, yeah, because yeah, you don't get into like the the story of Rasputin of why he wants to resurrect an elder god. <laughs> it's, right, it's, Right. You know, it's not because his mom didn't love him or something. It's just because he's. A, it's like a bad person.
1: <laughs> kids made fun of Rasputin in elementary yeah. school.
0: <laughs> they literally grounded him or um, uh, what what stoned him and then talked off his penis and like buried his penis somewhere else or something like that it, it's it's just really straight in real life this is a real history no
1: no, no 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 i'm aware yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I, while you were saying it i was just thinking to myself damn yeah. what you have to do to engender that level of animosity exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's and like, so it's like oh he's dead not good enough
0: no no take <laughs> off his penis <laughs> yeah no uh yeah so it is definitely um I, but i mean that could have been the motivation but no i mean it's yeah he's just a straight up bad guy he's working with literal nazis <laughs> you know like he's he's not a good person uh not at all yeah and like you know in, and the thing is too is they could have went like the the bellock Path where in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark once again, he is he's our French uh, Jewish character who is an archaeologist as well, but he's working with the Nazis because it's, it's a means to an end, but not with respect. Well, respect, it's a means to an end, but it's a, it's a means to a nefarious end. It's not anything about discovery. It's about taking over the world. <laughs> so right. Yeah. So it's yeah uh, yeah I 100 percent agree with you. It's it's just nice to to have that character the, the irredeemable character so yeah, it's just
1: like oh yeah no these people are uh, terrible like the girlfriend i feel like she's almost worse because like she's just in. like this is how she gets off like at least oh. it's like i'm invested i got passion for it she's just like no, i'm just really into this guy
0: yeah <laughs> uh, oh yeah and i'll
1: do the most heinous evil shit
0: <laughs> and ilsa like she gets her come up and she gets turned she gets sacrificed by Rasputin in a book Um, in an iron maiden and she in her her spirit possesses an iron maiden and uh, and basically traps Hellboy later in, in the, in the, in the book. So she, so basically Rasputin was like, you're no good to be alive. You're better as a trap. (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to convert you into, into uh, basically a trap. So, so yeah, like the, definitely in the comics, I, I, in the movie, she, she dies by falling in a hole, right? Like that's, yeah. Kind yeah, the, the standard, of the standard way that a lot of characters die in these kind of movies, if, either by a giant blue laser or, or falling into a hole. So, but, but yeah, in the, in the comic, it's definitely a lot more gruesome death. Um, I do also
1: love just like the history of humanity, like so much time and effort just spent on uh, different ways on, of killing each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how much like effort <laughs> is put into that?
1: It's like, yo, you could just hit that guy in the head with a rock.
0: Exactly. Cool.
1: Cool. That sounds efficient. However, how, how how about we go to the Smith and make him make a giant life-size casket, spikes on the inside? We trick him into getting inside, and then we close him in.
0: <laughs> like, or,
1: like, what is
0: wrong with us? <laughs> how should we how should we get rid of how should we kill this person? Do you have four horses and some rope? I have an idea.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's like, like in all honesty like i don't know like i don't think they had marijuana back then but like no. that's like the highest thing i've ever <laughs> thought of like <laughs> like what do you t- yo we're gonna t- tie a rope to each each limb each yep. limb why are we gonna do that you're gonna love it it's Dude,
0: gonna be nuts <laughs> this is gonna be awesome
1: <laughs> trust trust and then, like and then they did it once and like were immediately mortified with themselves they're like nah like oh. this is what we do now this is our thing like the same way how you and I are like we're into comics now we're like no yeah. we're the guys that uh, tie people to horses now
0: <laughs> exactly uh, I, I, I think even if they wanted to live that down they they probably would never live there would be always that guy who who, uh,
1: right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who did that
1: Right, you're right maybe you do have to go all in because you can never live that down exactly. so that just has to be your identity now.
0: exactly that is the nickname you gotta own it <laughs> You're... Oh Lord! <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, well, I, I mean, I don't know how close we're going to wrap it up, but I, I feel like we'd be remiss uh, just shouting out Ron Perlman and Ed yes. uh, John Hurt. Like both oh. of them, great actors, great in their roles. But like, you buy like like it's not a lot on screen, but you definitely buy like the familiar relate familial, excuse me, relationship between the two. Like,
0: they they're definitely
1: yeah. father and son. Like he definitely is like a shitty teenager disappoints his dad but feels bad about disappointing his dad at all turns
0: exactly no and that's a a great like you know that's it's an interesting change as well because in the comics um he's not as rude as he is to broom um okay and, and and but like and also the thing is is that in in the comics broom literally dies in the first two pages
1: Oh um, wow! Okay. Yeah,
0: like Broom is basically like when he
1: finds him as a kid, or um
0: as an adult. Like um, oh, like, as an adult. Okay, yeah, so they like,
1: still have the whole lifespan growing up together. Yes, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And but yeah, like but when he when he cuts to modern times, essentially, Broom was on the expedition. He got sent back, um inexplicably, basically just to give Hellboy tell Hellboy that uh, he needs to go to this this temple that's in the Antarctic, essentially, and then he dies. And so, <laughs> so, um, and once again, I, you know, Mignola is obviously co-writing this this story. So, like, maybe that if Broom had survived longer in the uh, in the comics, you probably got a little more animosity between the, between the character, like, thanks, Dad, and yeah, <laughs> type yeah. So, no, yeah, the both. I mean, Ron Pullman is 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 one of those actors that is not celebrated enough for what he does he's just a real good monster you mm-hmm. know i mean he was right
1: right right like it's like he has a very specific kill set or sk- kill set skill set yep. also or kill maybe set. kills i don't know maybe yeah. maybe he's a serial killer
0: never <laughs> he <laughs> wasn't he wasn't slander
1: on pearlman i don't want to find out that like he's super uh judicious
0: <laughs> yeah exactly But
1: like no yeah he has a very specific skill set and he knocks it out of the park every time you have him do it
0: yep Oh yeah no totally and like even even when it's just the voice like he he was the voice of Clayface in the original Batman anime series and oh yes he yeah it, it's just even then it, when he's not even like physically acting it's just like wow you're you're awesome that's this is your this is what you need to do never saw the show Beauty and the Beast but I hear that he was pretty much the best part of it as the beast.
1: Oh, I definitely saw that growing up. Oh, really? I definitely remember it. And also, why did the beast live in this? You know what? Let's not even get into it. Like that's a whole <laughs> separate podcast. But it's just, it's just a strange show. But yeah, he's definitely the best part. And the, the makeup's amazing. I mean, just like this. Like
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's just he he's kind of an odd-looking guy. So I, it kind of it kind of works. You know that just the way he looks, kind of, it just you know, kind of lends to, to, to right. a good, good creature work.
1: Like, like, very, uh, very few chins are that strong.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is a very strong chin. Absolutely. Yeah, that. Yeah, and even, even in like Sons of Anarchy, he's, he's like formidable. Just looking at him, like, if I saw like that, that guy, if I saw Ron Perlman coming up to me wearing like a leather vest and like, and like, like. Motorcycle gear, be like, uh, what do you want, sir? Like, you want my wallet? <laughs> do you want my keys? Yeah, right. My car's over there. You, you know, <laughs> like, sir, I don't
1: want any trouble. You can have my wife, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you just,
0: just, just, uh, I'm just gonna go now, you know, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, he's, he's definitely, but once, but the thing is, is that he's also like one of the nicest people. It's yeah, kind of
1: just seems like a fairly decent dude, yeah. Kind of like, you know, God rest uh, Ed Astor who just passed, but always yeah. like super gruff characters, but they're like to well, bad everyone's like, God that guy's a sweetheart. I love this person.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Actually kind of bringing um, up the episode that you were on before on the, uh, Did you know that um, Ed Astor was a huge fan of Bitterroot? Um, I saw that. I yeah. saw that was really cool because i guess uh he was friends with Stanford green and and he, yeah, was they like, had oh.
1: like a relationship
0: yeah like what are you working on he's like oh bitter rude i'll give you a free copies you like, know i'll buy it and then he actually went out and bought the copies and read them and like posted them on it the, on on his socials and so that's pretty cool for like Good an 80 year old guy to like be like i'm gonna go buy this comic book and and read it and then talk about it you know that's pretty awesome
1: but like I I just hope that like when I'm an old man or if I was like an old, rich or famous person, like that's the type of stuff I'd do. Like, oh, like this seems new and neat. Like I have all the time in the world and the resources. Let me check it out. Let <laughs> me let me just yep. try it's, new things.
0: What what do they call it in the wrestling world? Like when you pull pull the person over or like or push someone up, right?
1: Right, yeah. You put them over. You put them. Put over. them over. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's, it's essentially that. You know, like you're you're someone that that people trust that you know for quality, or hopefully they trust for quality. And if you're saying this is good, then then hopefully that gets the word out. So that's yeah. I that's using that's using your fame for good. You know, that's yeah, yeah definitely, which more people should should do. <laughs> All right. Well. um So I yeah, I think that that might be it for us here do you have uh unless you, do you have anything else
1: i will just say i went into this not reading or ever watching hellboy and it's just a good movie if you just want something good it's streaming on a yep. amazon prime now i feel like everyone either has prime or can get access to friends or family's prime yep but you just want a good two hours a nice little rob good little superhero good little goth movie it's a fun time
0: and yeah absolutely and so Golden Army, uh, is it, is I like it. It's good. It's um. So I know some people that absolutely hate that movie. It's it's not the best movie, but it definitely it, it's definitely more Guillermo del Toro style, like just like fairies and what weird weird woodland creatures. I think it was after he did Pan's Labyrinth, and it definitely okay. it definitely shows. Um um, I would definitely recommend checking it out. And like yeah, it, it's definitely worth seeing, and the. 2019 Hellboy with David Harbour. David Harbour is definitely, he's not Ron Perlman, but he was a good Hellboy. And um, once again, Ian McShane, like, great character actor, just mm-hmm. like John Hurt's a great character actor. He plays Broom in that movie, and he's great, but... Oh, they went full reboot with that movie, then. Yeah. And once again, Broom, I mean, John Hurt is a better Broom than, than Ian McShane, but... But they're so good. It's it, you know, it's it's almost comparing apples and oranges. And uh-huh. that movie, it, it's it's like two thirds of the movie is really good, and the last third is terrible. Mm. So you got to so, stick the landing. Yeah, it's 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 it, it was in my head when I'm watching that movie. Um, it was like a B plus during the entire movie until the third act, and I'm like C minus. <laughs> like it, it definitely. Yeah,
1: so there has to be somebody like in Hollywood who that's just their job. Like you could take a uh, that movie, you could take uh, the first Suicide Squad, and it's just like, mm-hmm. yo, we got we got a lot of ingredients to a good movie here. Somebody just has to land this plane, please and thank you.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wonder Woman as well, swinging so, out know, DC movies. But yeah, that yeah. last
1: act is not great. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, and like, but but fortunately, the first part of that movie was good enough to keep fantastic. It. Yeah, and so it was still like, okay, we can live with this bad third act, uh, but yeah it's but yeah it definitely unfortunately with with hellboy it it definitely ruined the the movie because he's he in the in the in the movie in the first like two acts he's fighting the baba yaga in in her like in her shack with the chicken legs and then and then he's also fighting um a literal giants like trolls that are like you know 10 feet tall 12 feet tall trolls and he's like he's like swinging off of them and like shooting them and it's 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 the kind of stuff that you would want to see hellboy doing in the movie but then the last part of the movie just gets way too lore heavy um do you mind well I, I guess i'll say spoiler alert if you don't mind yeah, yeah go for it go for it for some reason hellboy is the ancestor of king arthur <laughs> <laughs> in, in the... <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Ancestor or descendant? Descendant. descendant.
0: Sorry, descendant. 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 Okay. descendant of King Arthur. He's a descendant of King. Oh, Arthur.
1: why? Why?
0: Uh huh.
1: So wait, does that happen in the books as well?
0: No. <laughs> that- so why would you do that? I have no idea why.
1: I feel like again. Again, like someone needs to be in charge of these things. Like, well, we can't do that. Yeah. Like, I understand that you had an idea, but like, you're not allowed to do that,
0: sir. You you know what I think of when I think of Hellboy? Arthurian legend. (laughs) Like, that (laughs) is the first thing I I, think of. It's like
1: uh, a studio exec was doing a lot of blow and was Uh supposed to be uh, brushing up on Hellboy books for this project and read a lot of Etrigan. And yeah.
0: that's
1: how he got it. He's like, yeah, this guy's a demon. Uh, yeah, King Arthur, right? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I would I would have blamed it on the uh the here are comic. My notes. I, yeah, I would have blamed it on the comic once in Future if, if Once the Future had already been out. It had but,
1: existed at the time. Yeah,
0: but no, yeah, it's it, yeah, it doesn't that doesn't make sense. Okay, well, uh so I guess we'll you know what, but I, I wouldn't mind talking about those movies in full. And later, as a bonus episode, it doesn't mean that we can't do the other two Hellboy movies or even the no, actual the Hellboy animated uh TV like movies that they made around the same time as this movie. Um, voiced by the same people who you know, voiced by Soma Blair, but Ron Perlman, um, John Hurt, you know, uh, Doug Jones actually does the voice of a Sapien. Um, so so yeah, it, and and the animation looks very it's whoever did it spot on, like great job like like referencing the Mignola style of art oh awesome yeah like it's not obvious because like obviously I don't think Mignola's art style is made for animation so but they they change it enough where it it, right 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 but
1: like, like they capture the essence of it
0: exactly and there's a there one of the um one of the stories that they used for the animated show or the animated uh, little like mini episodes, or, like mini movies, uh, is one of my favorite short stories from the comics. It's it's basically these disembodied heads in Japan that are like that are kind of demon filled that are that are floating around trying to eat Hellboy. So, so it's it's it looks really good. It's it's a that
1: sounds it's, awesome actually.
0: So so maybe we'll talk about that in the future as well. After yeah, we talk so. after we talk about barbed wire. <laughs> all right
1: well you got to eat your vegetables yep,
0: exactly <laughs> uh well uh so i guess i'll co- go ahead and close this up for everyone well thank you for listening and uh stay tuned next week for another opponents episode all right bye everyone
1: later